You're listening to the... The third installment of this season by punk thinkers Derek, Chuck, Steve, and myself, Russ Shaw. Let's kick it off. Let's go. This, this is the Punk Theology Podcast, and you're listening to season four. This is a bumper by Punk Rock Opera. The song is called The Road. Yes, punktheology.net. You can follow the Spotify playlist for this here podcast, and that Podsafe song right there is on it. Uh, big thanks to Kristen and Carlton, our patron Patreon, Sinner Saints, help supporting the show. We do not accept commercial monetary sponsorship of this show. It is entirely funded by listeners and ourselves. Check out punktheology.net. Are we recording? We are recording. Hey, uh, we're on shutdown again, so this is another PT Zoom meeting uh, right here. I feel like I'm at a game show. Still do. <laughs> Chuck just muted. He's like yelling at his kids or something. <laughs> See, that's the cool thing about Zoom. Like, you can't do that shit in real life. Like, you actually yell at your kids, and everyone hears it, and we all feel awesome. Oh, I could yell at them if you want and not mute my mic. Just don't uh, do any of that Tobin stuff on us tonight, buddies. <laughs> the what stuff? Tobin? That guy works for uh, New Yorker. Oh, yeah. No, no, I didn't hear about this. Did you? Hey, did you oh, hear his kid ran in? No. You think about that Hillsong pastor? No. Explain it, Steve, for all our listeners out there in Russ. What happened to the Hillsong pastor? He got busted for cheating on his wife a whole bunch of times. That'll do it. Justin Bieber's pastor got uh, got busted. Yeah. I mean, can I just say, like, I get it? Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Seth and I used to, because, you know, we did, we did kind of work in the whole sexual integrity thing, and, and we would talk about, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that, and they're sharing emails, and, you know, no one's supposed to know, and it's just weird. Like, I have a, I just, no one can be real in that environment, and it's sad. No, no you can't. But it's sort of like, you know, it's like being president or whatever. It's, it's political. I have zero empathy, though, for these guys, because, like, don't send an email with your dick to some girl. Like that's just not like hello. You're gonna Go get called school. Meet her in a hotel six. Yeah. Just yeah. Turn your hey, damn cash. phone off. Yeah. Hey, cash. Turn your phone off. Leave it in your or leave your phone on. Leave it in your office. This integrity though. Like if you're gonna talk about God and the way the universe <laughs> works and everything is gonna be a certain way and you're not doing it, like what the fuck? Are, why are you even in that business, right? Like we're in the business of telling people how to live their lives and okay, so I've had this discussion with, with everything and I've had this discussion with certain elders of cer- a certain church. So why do you draw okay. the line at sexuality? Why are you, why do you hire obese pastors? Because that's what evangelicals do, Chuck. Do that it. are worse sins than others. 
Unless you actually confront him with that, and then that's not true. I, correct. What was their response? Um, there wasn't one. Yeah, I think so. And then, well, did you see the email that yeah. came out? That, yeah. I mean, essentially, that was their response. Yeah. Which is so, a bunch of- you tell oh. me they're not getting together with their families on Thanksgiving? You tell me, Chuck, Chuck, you tell me that they're going to only get together with their wives who live in the same house. They're not going to get together with extended family, their adult kids. So they're, they will. Yeah. But that's, if they're, if they're, if they're throwing that out saying that that's the reason we're not wearing masks, irregardless of the safety issue, because it's a biblical mandate to, to honor those in authority over you. So where do we draw? Why are they drawing the line there? Well, it's, that's not biblical. I had a conversation. And anyway, he, so I said like, okay, that's fine. You have the mask. Like, okay, cool. Um, why aren't you following the maximum capacity? No. Oh, well, it's only, you know, 26 or it's only 28 or it's only 31. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's a number. They don't, they don't lose any money if they make people lose masks, Chuck. <laughs> they actually keep people from coming to church. Then they're losing money. That's what's in the seat, Chuck. It's what do they say? Knuckles and or nickels and noses. Except it's really dimes and dicks. Yeah, dimes and dicks. <laughs> so, so they're actually to capacity. Like people are showing up. I guess. Well, twenty-five yeah, percent. So, so it's twenty-five percent or two hundred people. Well. Yeah, or 200 people, which is also kind of bonkers. Um, so 25% capacity is 22 people. Now, okay. you can remove all paid employees from the church. and But we average 26 to 31 people on any given Sunday. All right. Which is breaking the law. There's a good song with that. Breaking the law, breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the I I fought the law in a lot one. That one seemed more real to me. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> that is more real. God damn it. Where I shot the deputy. Well, yeah. and it's Steve. Like I like I've told you before. If you just if you would have come to me and said, "Hey, wear a mask," like I'm asking you personally, just wear a mask. I get your stance. I would have done it. Yeah, I'm the same way. Now I'm just not going because why? No, would no, I, why would I subject myself to any of that bullshit? Nope. Not because I don't wear a mask. I'll wear one. Although I have no. thought about getting a mask with a bunch of dicks all over it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> you well, can't that wear that to church, Chuck. You should have a mask with a great big pillow coming out the front. <laughs> and you can only sit with people in your household. That's right. So, so you could sit with Chuck. Ball gag is what you should do. <laughs> the ball gag. There Although, you go. Steve, aren't we all brothers and sisters? Yeah. So I can sit with whoever I want. Kind of. I'm changing changing the subject a second. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Sounds good. So a a high school friend of mine who I I actually dated this girl for a while. Um, She was best friends with Christina, the the girl that I blanked out of my memories from fourth grade to 10th grade. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Um, she, so in, I always thought she died in fourth grade, um, and had a conversation with another mutual friend and 
it was kind of like an argument really back and forth because I was adamant that she died in fourth grade and she sent me the fifth grade class picture that I'm in and this girl. Anyway, so <clears throat> a mutual friend of mine sent me a message today. It was like, hey, like this really sucks. I'm sorry to bring it up. But I just realized today's the the 20th anniversary that Christina died. I know that you're probably the only person that would actually understand anything that I'm going through. And I explained that, you know, I had recently been talking with a mutual friend of ours. And she's like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that your memory was that bad. <laughs> it, just, it just got me thinking about, you know, like how we, how we remember certain things and how yeah. our memory really is. But yet I hold a lot of weight in what I can remember and what I can't remember. I call it time blindness. Yeah. And I have it too. Like I go time blind to things. And I don't have a good timeline. I don't know. Some of it is ADHD. Like people say it's an ADHD well, thing. I don't. I don't know if I would necessarily classify it as the ADHD mm -hmm. thing, because I've been so I've been rereading the Body Keeps a Score, mm -hmm. and he goes into somewhat of an explanation on how, you know, like your, like you just your timeline gets all screwed up because of the, the way you process emotions you're constantly in this fight or flight mode yeah uh, you know it's the oh, he uses the example of the dog getting shocked in a, in a crate and the control is when you the dog doesn't get shocked when you open the door the dog comes running out and then the dog gets shocked constantly and then they open the door and they can still shock the dog and the dog never leaves the crate yeah uh, and it just doesn't understand certain things because it's fight or flight mode just gets all screwed up and or like the donkeys they do that with donkeys where they would beat donkeys they're tied to like a post and then they would tie the donkey to like a, a, a plastic yard chair and do the same thing and the donkey would just stand there even though it could run away it's like tied to a plastic chair but yeah similar and there's people that say that adhd you know there's theories on that whether you're born with it or whether it's a response to trauma in your life in early childhood too. And that's kind of some of the, what the body keeps the score touches on. Cause yeah, I hear you. I just want to mess up my kids are already. Everyone's that's the thing though, too, is we're all going to mess up our kids. Like as part of having kids, you know, I like that. You know, there's that kind of atheist worldview where, well, God did this and God did that. And, you know, there's all these horrible things that happen. And then, you know, there's the reaction. Do you have kids? Well, you chose, motherfucker, to bring kids into this fucking world. So, like, you you know, it's kind of the same thing, right? Like, there's just this plane of existence. It's good, bad, right, wrong. It's evil. It's beauty. Well, doesn't, doesn't Paul go into that talking about, you know, greater is he that is not conceived? I remember greater is he that is in the world than he that is at the movies during COVID-19. <laughs> Not of the world, but that, from the world. I think that's 1 Corinthians, isn't it? No, I think that was somebody talking about Judas. It was better to not be born. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Better to not be born. He just talks about it in Mark. 
I mean, there's a lot of references on not being born, you know, or better than you to have a millstone, you know. Here's one. You being born was non-consensual. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's correct. So, so when your parents tell you, like, hey, I, I birthed you, it's like, yeah, I didn't get a choice in that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't get to choose your parents. You don't get to choose your timeline. Existential rape is what it is. Although I'd rather be born now than like a hundred years ago. Like that would suck. Even or no. a thousand years ago. That would really suck. No, you're a white guy. And, you know. You're <laughs> That's true. hundred years ago. So I heard a, a philosophy professor that had this great, because existentialism is hard to nail down, you know, when you're trying to define it. But he said the, the best definition of existentialism is, is that your life is a really long walk off a very short pier. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it will if you explain it. Well, if you think about your life as, you know, beginning and then ending, everybody has this idea of how their life is supposed to unfold and we make plans and stuff like that. And, you know, we kind of have this finish line. If you think of the game of life where you spin the thing and you're going to have you know, whatever is you're going to retire and all that, and this is how you're going to live. But it doesn't always work out that way. Like you have plans, but you kind of fall off the fucking pier at some point. <laughs> like your trying- pier of life is way longer than it is. Are you trying to say that we're going to be constantly disappointed? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of that self helpy stuff, and you hear it in church, and you hear it from like. <laughs> people how as you get older your life is going to be more sweeter and awesome and you, you pick yourself yeah. up by your bootstraps there russ yeah you know and you'll be fine oh, and good and you'll be strong and you'll be no as you get older your body starts to fall apart <laughs> it's just it, i'm 53 and i fucking change tires for a living and I'm, i feel i feel it man like i'm not i'm not in my 20s anymore and it doesn't get like your body just it hurts. It's not just your body, but I don't know. You guys hear what I'm saying? Like everybody plans for things and you're supposed to. You did, you did your life backwards. You're supposed to change tires in your twenties and sell Coke in your fifties. <laughs> <laughs> you Benjamin Button that shit. <laughs> there you go. Be a cartel guy at my age now. I felt I had, I had uh, a conscience at some point. I think maybe Yeah, fucked you up. I feel I feel more humble changing tires and oil <laughs> and fuel filter today. Well here I'll change the subject again. Okay. okay. Derek, I'm taking pre 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 engagement photos again this weekend. Again. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry, not pre pre engagement, pre pre wedding. Pre pre wedding. Yeah, pre pre So pre engagement. No, post engagement, because I'm technically engaged. Post engagement, pre pre wedding. But pre pre wedding, pre pre wedding, that's been an interesting um, topic slash discussion complication. Have you, have you gotten have you better at modeling? No, you haven't, Chuck. This is your opportunity, man. <laughs> <laughs> when I was um, right after the the molestation stopped. My sister and I were taking photos with some stupid photographer that referred us to 
a professional photographer and we were asked if we wanted to take pictures in like a teen magazine kind of thing. And I said, no, for obvious reasons, because while I was going through hell, but so I could have made it as a model once, I guess. Um, you still no, can, Chuck. You still can. No, this my, is this is my, it. My my stomach says otherwise. <laughs> no, is that no? Come on, dude. It's a rugged northwesterner look. You Great. Know. Yeah, I guess you could sell um, trucks with that bod, dad bod but thing going on. Planning a planning a wedding during this time is fucking impossible. Mm-hmm. You do a Zoom yeah. wedding. Those are awesome. A Zoom <laughs> wedding. There you go. Or a six foot wedding distance, you know, everybody sits on a square. I mean, it's just, I mean, we could go somewhere that's less restrictive, but there's still the same issues of, oh, I have a conscience. I don't really want to intermingle with, oh, like um, my family, because we obviously know how well they do with this COVID shit. Oh, I don't know if, um, Russ, I don't, Russ and Steve, I don't know if I've informed you guys. So my sister, she called me up and she's like, oh, I'm waiting test results for COVID. I'm like, oh, why did you get tested? Oh, well, I was exposed on, you know, whatever date. And I ran a mild fever, but now I lost all my sense of smell and taste. I'm like, oh, you have COVID. Like, you don't need a fucking test to say you have COVID. That same day, my mother was asking my sister if she's bringing the stuffing or mashed potatoes or whatever to Thanksgiving. This was last week. Wow. It's like, what do you mean Thanksgiving? Like, you guys are having Thanksgiving? Are you dumb? My grandmother is the only one that's left of my grandparents. And she's 86, 88. It's like, you'll kill her. Mm. Yeah, I work yes. at a place where we have we had a truck come in, and this truck has been in and out of the shop. We have to bring all the trucks in and cars in every night so people don't break into them and shit. All the cars are run, and this truck is a piece of shit. And I'm like pulling this thing in and out for a week, and finally I asked to go, "What's the deal with this truck? Like, why isn't it out of here yet? Have they not paid for it? Like, what's going on?" And they're, <laughs> and the boss is kind of like. I probably shouldn't be saying this publicly, but it, it's it's true. Like you got to think about this shit. And in in our environment, it's like yeah, the guy tested positive. He's in quarantine. Like the guy that owns the fucking truck tested. I'm like, holy shit! Like who was around this fucking guy when he came in and dropped the truck off? Right? Oh, it's fine. Like he was. It was a few days or something. Like I'm. He's all right. Everybody's good. <laughs> holy shit! I've been pulling this thing in and out of the shop. And and yeah, that's why the guy's not picked up the truck. And um, and it's gonna be two weeks. So it's gonna be two weeks of this piece of shit truck being pulled in and out until the guy can pay for it. But that kind of shit's scary. I don't know who's fucking, you know, so the, has this thing or not. Every day I'm driving six, eight, ten cars in and out. The, cars, and I'm wearing a mask. My neighbor, my neighbor is a librarian, and all books that are checked into the library go on an 11 day quarantine. They go and sit in some 
room for 11 days because there was a study that was done that the coronavirus can live on paper for up to 11 days. Wow. We put people's keys in an ultraviolet box. <laughs> so when they when they pick up their car, we take their keys and then we work on their car and then we drop when we're done the customer pays as they're paying we drop their keys in an ultraviolet freaking box to kill all the germs wouldn't you do that before they you took the keys do you think right you know that'd be a good idea i usually lick the steering wheel the important thing is having the box chuck it's not whether you use it properly it's whether you have the box so i don't actually lick the steering wheel no, but that would You're be great on, if you won't kink shame you. I um, that's okay. It's I worked at a car. I worked at a car dealership once, and I knew I had a kid that would work with me. That he had a friend sell a car, and he had to detail it for a new car delivery. And he didn't like the fact that a 16-year-old kid was buying a Nissan 350Z. And so he wiped he wiped his ball sack all over the steering wheel. <laughs> that's just weird. That is weird. That's it's one so, thing to spit on someone's food. Well, no, that's not weird. weird. You know what that is? That's fucking athletic. How did he do that? I didn't watch or take notes. I have no idea how he did it. <laughs> but he did. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's, some, sounds, that's uh, some stretchy balls there. Yeah, he did. He's got a problem. See that? <laughs> going his back, testicles are going to be hanging down by his knees when he's when he's older. Going back to our previous conversation, that's one of those existential things where if you could just stop that guy mid ball <laughs> rub on the steering wheel and go, did you think your life was going to end up? In this <laughs> yeah, that that would be like you're so pissed at a sixteen year old. Right. Like, like, what in the world is going on in your head? Christopher Nolan. That you have, that you have to do this. <laughs> that movie, uh, uh, Magnolia. Have you guys seen that? Christopher Nolan, years ago. Uh, Tom Cruise is like the weird sex uh, Tony Robbins yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's one of those things they throw up on the screen. <laughs> your life, right here. When did you think you were going to be that? <laughs> I don't know, but that I've, I've been thinking about that stuff a lot lately with the whole, you know, motivation and why people do what they do. Motivational shit was sort of helpful in my life at a certain time in my life. Of course, I it's thought I'd be a billionaire by now. <laughs> you know, you should have stayed in the drug game. <laughs> I'd probably be in jail. Seriously, everyone I knew that was in that game either either went to jail for a really long time, or no one saw them anymore, and you weren't supposed to talk about that guy because they were either dead. Or something. They went on vacation, Russ. They didn't. They didn't die. Get rich or die trying. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, it was always gun motto. charges. People that got busted for gun charges were gone. They were just fucking gone. I don't know what happened. They'd go to jail for a while and they were out. Either they had some kind of, oh, like maybe I should change my life and not be doing this anymore. Or they pulled a gun on the wrong dude. <laughs> they got out of jail. They just you didn't hear about him because, I don't know, that shit was real. I'm glad I didn't do that shit anymore. 
because it didn't feel good. It wasn't not that it just wasn't right. I don't know. There was a guy in Machias that grew a bunch of pot for years in a fucking barn, and it took like six, you know, crossing checkpoint Charlies to to meet some of these people, and then he got busted, went to jail for like fifteen years, you know, and now the shit's legal, which is weird. It's super weird. I figured the world's going to hell anyway, so. Yeah, but I. It's less hell if. I'm a lot happier if the road goes to hell with Trump being miserable than with Trump getting everything he wants. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's like the spoiled kid getting the train at the end of the movie or something, you know. The villain kid. Yeah. Yeah, in you're the, right. In, yeah. Well, I saw I saw this thing that was like, you know. Biden should just make Hillary the DA and then she can lock him up. And, uh, and like, I didn't, that was, that was like the perfect Disney ending of like, yeah, like that would, that would be amazing. Wow. If, if, if Hillary said, I mean, it wouldn't work and Hillary's a not great, but just for the, for the simplicity of the analogy, it'd be a lot of fun if uh, Hillary sent Trump to jail. Yeah, people would freak out, man. They're already freaking out. It's, it's, uh, we're talking about politics, which is which is making Steve and Chuck both look really uncomfortable. I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm still curious about why Steve and Chuck still go to church. Me? I'm just curious about. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's some piece of me that still like feels like I I kind of miss well, the people. Like, and I do. I so miss that's, the people. That's the thing. That's where you're at, Russ, is the people. It has nothing to do with going and learning about God. I, well, there's a book. If I want to know more about God, I just go and read it. Right. Um, now, if you don't uh, like it, you could write your own translation, which would be bad. Yeah, because, you know, there's only like, what, 60,000 different translations? There's 100 translations in English. Uh, that's just Published it. ones. I used to go because Steve would go steve doesn't go anymore so i would go because you guys would go what i really have a hard time Weird. with is uh, the people that explain going to like community groups or whatever hell language you guys had at mars hill you show up and russ i've had similar experiences you show up and people are talking about oh i got a hang now it's their problem and it's yeah. like dude i was fucking raped as a kid how do you explain that to anybody that they just don't get it yeah you know so you share real problems with these folks and they just look at you like you're an idiot or they look at you like you're i don't know mostly they look at you like they can't wait to get away from the conversation exactly yeah, yeah. i don't i don't think that i brought I mean, I brought some of that up. So Derek is kind of a cool example of that because he he saw me do that, right? Like I kind of walked into community group like it was a 12-step group, really. And that's where I met that kind of real conversation was in recovery. And then I, so I started going to these community groups. And one of the first things that I would say was, I don't need more friends. You know, I would tell people, that. like, I'm kind of here to see if this whole Bible, spiritual life kind of thing really makes sense in the real world. Because here's me and here's my fucking past and here's what I've been through. Now, 
you know, how do I keep doing this without losing my mind or ending up in jail or, you know, getting in a fight? <laughs> just, just, I don't know. How, Derek, what did I, did I do anything to make it compelling to where it wasn't, like I didn't make it weird? I don't know. Or did I make it weird? Oh, no, I loved having you in a community group because you came in and blew shit up. But I didn't make it too weird, did I? Like maybe that was no. the well, thing I was afraid. I mean, of. I didn't think you made it too weird because I'm weird. But I think <laughs> probably, I think it was a good thing you ended up in my group. I think there was a lot of groups that, yeah, uh, would not have worked in. Yeah, but, yeah. I liked weird people. John liked weird people. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'd been through some of those groups where I would like share shit that people didn't like, and they were like, "Oh, let's change the subject really quickly." And, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to. It was fun because later on, I was a, I became that in one of my community groups. Um, I remember I, I was in this group, and this I asked the question, like, "Why are you going to church?" In the group, because I was really struggling. And this uh, this lady says, "Well, because that's where I get fed." And I just fucking drilled her. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, that's that's the evangelical Christian. Bleh, answer but yeah. what the hell does that even mean like you know what that means it means you get to go someplace and have someone tell you that everything that you believe is correct that's not being fed uh, that's being brainwashed yeah um you get you get to go somewhere where everybody believes the exact same shit that you did that you all grew up with and you don't have to ever challenge yourself or change your mind or encounter anything that makes you uncomfortable that's what being fed means Mm. Uh, ah, but you oh. know what the best part about all that is is uh, when you disagree with them and then openly admit it and just jam it down their fucking throats yeah and then uh and then we didn't go to the community group very much longer after that because they, they they were not being fed wow. <laughs> well yeah you can that's not being fed chuck correct yeah. you can you can end your community group by not feeding people <laughs> But there's something to that. Like, the, people are looking for something. Like, right now, I feel like I'm being fed. <laughs> right? A little oh, bit. I'm hanging Russ out with my friends. You know, Russ, don't you, dare, don't you dare make a reference to community groups, because I'll end it right now. <laughs> right? No, but there's some, I think that people are looking for some of that. <laughs> you know, people are... People want some kind of, they want some kind of like community. Certainty. Right? They want certainty. Certainty right now is super hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe that's uh, the fun part. And they want a certainty that's completely detached from reality. That's what they want. They want certainty and you go, okay, here's science. And they go, oh, not that one. Yeah. That yeah. one's hard. I don't like, I don't like the, I don't like the real certainty. Yeah. I like the fake shit that somebody made up in their basement. Give me that certainty. Um, and so I'm then we've have, yeah, I just huge number, more numbers of people than have, we've ever had right now that are just begging for that. Like, tell me, I don't care how fucking stupid it sounds. Just make me feel okay about it. That's yeah. all I want. Make me oh, feel like I have some kind of like a ground to stand on. Right. I need some concrete. Yeah. That's what's nice. That's what's nice about having, well, like the attorney that I have, he has said several times 
I am not here to tell you what you want to hear. I am here to tell you the truth or the perceived truth from the court's perspectives. And the, it's most, the most valuable product of all time in human history is telling people what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. I'd say 75% of all the wealth that's ever been made has something to do with telling people what they want to hear and letting them ignore reality. Well, going back to when I met you, Derek, or when I, when we started doing the whole community group thing, I think that my being fed had a whole different definition than some of the other people that would be uncomfortable with me being. Than the, than the yeah. housewife in their thirties. Yes. You had a different definition than yeah. the housewife in her thirties did. <laughs> yes. Very, very different. And I blew some people out of the water and it's not that I'm, that I'm like, I believe the truth. Like here's me and I, I have the truth. Like I didn't bring any certainty to the thing because I think that was my big question was what the fuck is certainty? Like I'm entering into this going, here's my, my life history and my damage and, and, and who I am as a person. Now what, you know, and I, as I've kind of just kept this open ended idea of and that for me is being fed right because no one really has the answers we're all kind of and i think that that's real spiritual i think really being fed is is vulnerability and struggle Mm -hmm. and support and empathy and 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 authenticity um but but you have so many people that like I want something that really actually works and I want something that's really, really attractive. And so many times they come up in their lives where you go, okay, you're going to have to choose one. You're going to have to choose one that works or you're going to have to choose one that's attractive. And over and over and over again, humans go, Oh, go for the attractive one. Um, And that's, I think that's a lot of, that's mostly what the church caters to. And that's why the church is dying right now. Uh, because it made it did that a couple too many times where it said you know what we're not going to do the thing that works we're going to do the thing that's attractive um and and that's that's exactly where we're, we've landed i think evangelical christianity has taken a massive shit on itself would that, just so, be, would that just be western christianity though uh i think it, i mean American Christianity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. American Christianity is a fucking train wreck right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I call it pop Christianity. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like pop uh, music. I don't think it's ever been in a worse shape. It's um, Justin Bieber status. Because in that, in, in that, what you're saying, Derek, is you're stripping away vulnerability. It's like we don't really like vulnerability. So right. let's, let, let's sell you a product where you don't actually have to be vulnerable because exactly. our ego the, the 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 ego is trying to avoid being vulnerable at all costs because it's it's right. it's whole and not safe to survive right it's not safe yeah, yeah it's and not safe and that's what i mean again that's what the church is catered to is a feeling of safety uh but the problem is again is is uh it was an illusion of safety and all of a sudden the the mascot stripped it away and it turns out church is actually a really really dangerous place in fact in a lot of churches, it was significantly more dangerous than if you weren't going to church. Um, and and people aren't handling that one very well either. That's tough. 
Yeah. Like I, I've been raised my entire life to believe that church is a safe place. And it turns out this man who I've entrusted my entire life and certainty to has been raping children or some crazy shit. Right. Um, uh, and, and I think it fucking breaks people like it does. It, mm-hmm. it, it absolutely strips people down to a point where they can't tell what's real and they can't tell what's meaningful. Uh, and they're so hurt and they're so broken. Uh, and they don't have anywhere to turn because the place that they were taught to turn is the church and the church is the place that, uh, that just crumbled into dust. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Jesus is very, I had this discussion with my dad. I think I brought it up because he got after me about not going to church, which I thought was funny because he just left his church because he <laughs> couldn't tolerate it anymore. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Right. Giving me a speech about how I need to go to church and you just left your church. But I said, uh, I really think the church has rotted to the roots. The fruit that I'm seeing coming out of the church right now is completely rotten all the way through. And Jesus is very clear. He has, he talks about this a couple of times when the tree only produces rotten fruit, you have to cut it down and throw it in the fire. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we are uh, in American Christianity. The whole thing's got to be cut down from the roots, ripped out of the ground and thrown into the fire. We got to start over. Yeah, because it's so far away from anything um, that Jesus you know, yeah, a, like like what like Jesus doesn't have anything to do with. There's a good biblical yeah. reference to that too, Derek. Um, you know, Jesus, Jesus and the disciples are walking along the path, and he sees the olive tree that mm-hmm. looks like yeah. it should be fruiting, and he walks up to it, and it was a fig tree. Fig tree, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck Same different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he translation. Yeah, and, and then he essentially just says, you know, wither and die. And then right. he does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And people think that's cruel or whatever, you know. And uh, Oh, ending in 10 minutes. We have to land the plane soon. Anyway. Wait, 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 one second. <laughs> Hold on. Noah wants to say oh, hey, hi. Hey, Noah. How's it going, hey, buddy? Noah, what up, buddy? Nothing. Do you have any Halloween candy left over? Yep. Yeah. Nice. Place them over. That's right. I'll wear my mask. <laughs> but yeah, the look that whole idea of you know just giving money and and sacrificing all the 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 way that church has done, and in this year, like the whole COVID nineteen. 2020 i mean this is a prime example of how we don't really need to do the systems and institutions the way we have in the past like technology so can connect ways people to donate money to better causes yeah yeah and there's property that could be given jim henderson had when he did the uh, hack hack the ministry like there was there was churches who were you know housing the homeless and feeding people this one church built a like a just a big garden they took out their parking lot and grew something like twenty thousand pounds worth of food in seattle right in a parking lot in seattle that used to be used for people that weren't coming to church <laughs> you know who did the, you know who you know who did the construction on that roof who me nice really <laughs> yeah oh, we're wow. doing that that's the one in Kent. Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, it was in uh, Ballinger. I guess. Okay. Well, there's another one in Kent that I'm 
that I've been working on for a couple of years. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of started a thing. And I think that's a better use of that property than just people coming up and showing up for a sporting event. Because isn't that what we're talking about when people feel like they're not being fed? You know, when the Seahawks are losing, I don't feel like I'm being fed. I can't no, go to the game. Seahawks aren't feeling feeding. Okay, so hey, Russ, I'm just being an asshole mostly, but so why not rip out the entire parking lot to the Seahawks and build a fucking garden and grow vegetables and feed the hungry and poor? Yeah, because people show up for that shit, I guess, and pay money. Like it's a business, they, right? Because Most don't. Because don't, don't tell them. anybody, Chuck, but that's a really inefficient way to grow vegetables. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> nobody, nobody should. There's a better way to do it. But you're right. You know, we didn't really need the 12th man, did we, motherfuckers? Right? Do you, do you We're only like three games down. Do you know how many people showed up to the, to the Seahawks game on Thursday? Spectators, at least? Right. Zero. Yeah, exactly. Oh, speaking of Seahawks, um, is there a team that's still undefeated in – the NFL. No, I, I can't think of them. I don't think so. Uh, I, I heard there was a, well, a team, though, it's really overrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing about worship, like the definition of worship. I like Mike Tomlin. Is that, that kind of pouring out of your life and your energy and what you're focused on and the whole 12th man thing, right? We couldn't have done it without the 12th man. Bullshit. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fake crowd noise in the NFL games is weird. It kind of bothers me. Well, you know what I think is amazing, Chuck? What's that? Ben Roethlisberger. He's just raping everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked for the president <laughs> of the United States, so. The <laughs> what? It worked for the president of the United it's, States. It's true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rape your way to success. <laughs> I did not hear about the Ben Roethlisberger news. Yeah, he's a rapist. Like, it, no, no, allegations, Derek. <laughs> allegations. Allegedly. We have to use that Alleg- word. We're yeah, in the media. He, alleg- he allegedly raped somebody. Allegedly. Just like, she's uh, Ron Jeremy went to prison for some 20 oh, yeah, years. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of women. Roofing the shit out of people. Like, I, right? I got roofied once. Did you? Really? Yes. Yeah. Um, three of my friends. <laughs> Great friends. Let me tell you what. Um, we went out to the bar. They didn't find a hot enough girl. Correct. <clears throat> I, had, <laughs> I had three blue moons. Dear God. Zero recollection of driving home. The next day I woke up. I was laying next to my bed, naked as a jaybird. Went to work. Got a text message from my mother. You know, call me when you can. She explained that I came in the house. Went to the kitchen and opened up the freezer, pulled out the ice cream, let the freezer door open. There was a trail of clothes from the downstairs kitchen to the bathroom. I turned the shower on and I was passed out naked in my like doorway next to my bed. Um, and your mom found you? My mom found me because the <laughs> oh, shower man. Some rapist was really disappointed that he mixed up drinks. Yep. My, <laughs> I explained this oh, to wow. my buddies that, you know, like asking them, like, hey, how much did I drink last night? Because I only remembered having three drinks. And they all start chuckling, laughing hysterically. And they're like, well, we roofed you. 
Wow. Thanks, guys. Thanks. And they let you drive home? They did. Wow. Yeah, Good great friends. Friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> Or the girl they were actually roofing, you grabbed her drink. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. could have been that. I mean, like, oh, shit, we got to come up with a story. <laughs> yeah, we got to come up with a story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, we're horrible friends. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you're a horrible friend if you would roofie somebody. Did you ask them where they got that shit? Uh, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. so that would have been my question. Huh. Yeah. You just, you have enough of those that you can... Blow one on a friend, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they grew on trees, Derek. It's just yeah. a great prank. Uh, all yeah, of, all of trees. Are we going to land this? Pull up, pull up, we're crashing. <laughs> I think... Uh, We've been bumping along the ground for a while. God, no yeah, kidding. Yeah. Get up. It's just going to end abruptly at any... Oh, we have two minutes. There's a countdown. Yeah, right there's there's a one second. So I, I almost died two weeks ago. That was... Yeah. We should have talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? We got we two minutes and eighteen seconds no, now. David. We, we David. Yeah, man, and that was a big thing. Like I should have yeah. yeah, I yeah, was underneath it. a truck. Basically. Right, save it or we're gonna reboot the show and tease it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to we'll save it. Up, I can't explain we'll it. Next thing. Yeah, we need to get on something less like than one minute. Now. We're counting yeah. down. Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Subscribe. Yeah, planet. Subscribe. Click on the like button. That's YouTube. This is YouTube. No, no. We need. We need uh, unedited. Sent. What is it? Patrons and saints. Patron saint. Patron sinner saint. Be yes. a patron sinner saint. And, uh, you know what to do. We, we later, guys. We Peace out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Worst landing ever. <laughs> Steve just. Oh, Derek's gone too. Hey, Chuck. Love you, buddy. We're gonna we're gonna ride it out till the end, man. Oh, all the way. We're like on the Titanic, and the ship is sinking. (laughs) I'm I'm the violinist. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Russ. Love you too, buddy. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. I feel like I got fed. (laughs) This has been an audio production of PunkTheology.net. The podcast with a comedic, encouragingly troublesome, rebellious burlesque artistry exploring what people really actually believe the podcast where we divulge and ask how does one define meaning beauty and truth without coming off as a judgmental asshole and we have a patron page because we are not interested in sponsors from large corporations or for that matter small ones who are worried about their quote reputation end quote would you consider becoming a patron sinner, saint? A PT co-producer? Stop by patreon.com slash punktheology. Or again punktheology.net. Big thanks to Silent Partner Music and Huma Huma for the copyright-free punk bumps. And Carlton, our so far, only but hugely appreciated, monthly listener co-producer. That's a huge bitch! Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Don't forget to subscribe, like to join us in having more ears hear this punk sound, 
please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio or wherever you may hear this fucking podcast. Punk Theology is the property of Digital Audio Project, a limited liability corporation, who is responsible for its content. Don't chicken out! I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. This disc contains CD-ROM data and is not for audio use. Please press stop on your disc player now.